Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of office printers and copiers. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 6.30 Shed. Everybody, Bob Stoffer joining you in studio. This is Oilers. Now, Brennan, what, what what song was that? What was the purpose of opening up with that song today, brother? Dreams. Game 7 Dreams All tonight right. in Boston. And who's coming to town next November at Rogers Place? Fleetwood Mac. Yeah. Stevie, That's a great get. Stevie Nicks, back in the day, man. I mean, I, That's it, a concert I would love to see. I would love, love to go you know, see Fleetwood good, Mac. Good for you, because they have some awesome yeah. stuff. No question. Uh, this is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by Digitex. Digitex is a local Alberta company that supports local business and charities. Digitex is 630 Chad's copier team. Coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now. Well, we'll talk a bit about the Edmonton Oilers coaching situation. Here are a couple comments from Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and we will get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. More than just sportswear as we have a Game 7 tonight between the... Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins. The uh, lead analyst for tonight's broadcast from NHL Hockey and Rogers is our regular Wednesday contributor to Oilers Now. Uh, He scored some big goals in Boston during the 1988-1990 Stanley Cup playoff. Uh, Two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Oilers, later a coach. Craig Simpson today at 1235. And our uh, old friend from Beantown. Hacks with Hags, Joe Haggerty, to give us uh, a little bit of the perspective on what's transpired with Boston. And that might tie a little into our conversation on coaching as well. Here's how you reach us on our River Cree Resort Casino Hotline, 780-496-0063. It is brought to you again by the River Cree, which is springing back Cash Linko. Come down and enter a chance to win your share of up to 72000 in the month of April. You must be a Players Club member to win. Visit River Cree for full contest details. You can email us at oilersnow at 630chad.com. I'll be honest, uh, for immediate 
response Texas. It's a better chance at 630-630 on our Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. Uh, the show Twitter account at to 36,000 followers is at Oilers now. You can reach me, Bob underscore Stoffer, and Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. And uh, yesterday, Mark Spector was in studio. And every Tuesday on Oilers Now, Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, HRA, watch and wager on live racing and the Kentucky Derby May 5th at Northlands Park. So there you have it. Where do you want to start, Brendan? Um, lots of... Uh, you know what? Let's do this. I'm going to... Th- we'll have a little well, bit Everyone's of- wondering what the heck's going on with the coaching situation. Yeah. Why is it taking so long, I guess? Mm-hmm. So maybe you have an update on that. Okay. Well, why do you think it's taking so long? Well, they said they're evaluating things, and uh, maybe What's they're waiting the- to see what assistants are out there. Yeah, well, what part of... Uh- <laughs> 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 oh, I just got a text from somebody saying, hey, where's my honorary degree? Well, you, you know... Oh... <laughs> <laughs> and the person that texted me gave a heck of a lot more to the U of A than David Suzuki ever did, I'll tell you that. But that's another conversation for another time. Uh, let's, uh, let's, uh, let's do this. Uh, the owner's coaching situation. So there's a couple different parts slot, Brendan. I mean, uh, there's other dominoes that would potentially fall. One of them may have fallen in Anaheim on Monday. We discussed a bit on yesterday's show. It's actually my belief that... Uh, Trent Yanni still had a year left in his deal, did not get an extension moving forward beyond that year, uh, and that would allow things to change. I'm, I'm going to say something that's going to rankle some of the listeners on today's show, just specific to Anaheim, okay, before I get into Edmonton. I'm going to throw this out there. Um, do you watch the Boston Bruins and what they're doing, Brendan, with Bruce Cassidy? Yeah, what do you mean? Well, where did Bruce Cassidy coach before he coached in the Boston organization? Do you recall? No. You don't know where he was a head coach? I forget. Of all of the teams, Brandon, where do you think he was an NHL head coach before Boston? Where do you think? Well, Look that's at, an easy one if you're telling me so like that. So, And you call yourself a Washington Capitals fan? See, back then I wasn't. That was before Ovechkin. Oh, so you didn't become an, a, a Capitals fan until Ovi got there, is what you're saying. Yeah, so that was 02-03. So he was a head coach in Washington. And they weren't very good back then. Well, he made the playoffs. He lost in the opening round, which has often been the case for Washington over the years, first or second round. Uh, so here, here's where we're going. How long was he an assistant, or how long was he a head coach of Boston's farm team? Uh, six years. Starting when? 11-12. Who was the GM at that time in Boston? Peter Shrelley. All right, so what happened in Boston is, and this is going to pertain to Anaheim, Bruce Cassidy had prior NHL head coaching experience. He goes into Boston. He coaches their farm team for five seasons. Uh, He knows all their prospects. And uh, eventually, uh, Shirelli gets moved out in 2015. And what what was really a glorified power struggle, that's what happened there. Uh, The... um, Charlie Jacobs is the son of Jeremy Jacobs. The owner was taken on greater responsibility, had a relationship with Cam Neely, and Shirelli lost that battle, and that happens once in a while as the team missed the playoffs. That's that's what happened. Anybody that's around Boston knows that's exactly what went down there. Here we go. A couple years later, boom, they uh, move out. uh, What was it, 15-16 or early 16-17 that they moved Cassidy out of there? Or, sorry, put Cassidy in and moved Claude Gillian out. 
So Bruce Cassidy had the advantage of knowing all of the players in the Boston organization because he'd coached them for the last two, three, four, five years in the minors. So he was quite familiar with their players. And I'll be frank, when Bruce Cassidy went in there, I thought the Bruins were in trouble. And instead they went the other direction because he knew what he was working with as a uh, head coach now of an NHL team taking over a, uh, you know from uh, the American Hockey League and briefly as an assistant on Julian's staff. I'll look at uh, a scenario involving Todd Nelson. Todd Nelson knew the Oilers' prospects, albeit they weren't anywhere deep as uh, Boston's uh, prospects, but Todd, in fairness, knew the Oilers' prospects decently well. Some might say the Oilers made a mistake when they went with Dallas Akins. I'm going to get to Dallas in a second. Some might say the Oilers made a mistake when they went with... uh, Dallas back in 2013, and if they were going to make that change, they should have gone at that time with Todd Nelson, who had been coaching their farm team in Oklahoma City for three years, 2010, 11, 11, 12, 12, 13. Instead, they elected to go with Dallas Akins, and we all know how that went. He won 36 games out of 113. Didn't really know all of the players by his own admission. He, You know, you're out in the East Coast. He didn't know the depth of the Oilers organization at that time. Uh, the guy that did was Todd Nelson, who ironically came in and got a little out of some of the Oilers players and maybe others couldn't get much out of, like an Anton Lander, put him in a position to succeed. What does this have to do with Dallas Akins? Well, in the last two years, the Anaheim Ducks have had Paul McClain and Trent Nayani. Uh, two years ago, they were both on the staff with Randy Carlisle. Carlisle inherited those guys. Those guys were a part of Bruce Boudreaux's staff. Both Paul McClain, previously a head coach in Ottawa, and Trent Yanni, previously a head coach with the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, coming out of the lockout back in 2005 as he moved Duncan Keith up as a sort of a, a middling prospect in Chicago's organization and, and helped develop him. Both those guys had been NHL head coaches before, and one would think, well, the you know, Ducks kept those guys in place in case it didn't work for Carlisle. Well, now, McClain left last year, and now we've seen a situation where Trent Yanni left this year. So, specific to Dallas Akins, I will make a prediction. Again, tremendous respect for Anaheim's organization. They've drafted and developed players far better than Edmonton has over the last decade. That It's undeniable, given the relative competitiveness of that team. But Anaheim looked old and... Uh, Undisciplined in their playoff series against San Jose, and if you and you wonder at some point if there was a change made during the season, given the fact that two former head coaches have now been eliminated from the situation by leaving the organization the last two years, Trent Yanni and Paul McLean, Dallas Akins now moves up to the forefront, a guy who spent the last three years as a head coach in San Diego, who knows all of their prospects. Who better, really? And he's the other thing that happens is smart people, when they fail, learn from it. And Dallas might not have been a perfect fit. Like, Todd, Todd McClellan's a better fit for Edmonton than Dallas Akins is. And I'll tell you why. Todd's from Saskatchewan. He gets Western Canadians. We, as Western Canadians, you, you want to think you want to be open-minded, but you also want people that can relate to to what it's like to be, frankly, one of us. And I think that Todd McClellan has proven to date to have had a better handle at, on that than maybe one or two of the previous coaches that have been here over the last seven or eight years. That's my own personal interpretation. I think Dallas learned a lot. I think Dallas Akins will be the next head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. Randy Carlisle has a contract until 1819. 
I, I could see if they struggle, if they struggle, I could see Dallas Aikens resurfacing in Anaheim and copying a somewhat similar path to Bruce Casty, which is why your American Hockey League head coaching job is an important job because it has to be a guy that uh, you think down the road, you know, might might be able to be your NHL head coach. Now, how does this all pertain to Edmonton? Well, specific uh, back to Trent Yanni. You know, I, my guess is uh, that there's a better chance that Yanni ends up on the Edmonton staff than Glenn Gullitson. Maybe, I know some people have suggested both. I think we're looking uh, strong possibility that Yanni, given his prior history with Todd McClellan, former teammate with him in the Western Hockey League, he's been an NHL head coach. Uh, he's been an NHL assistant coach. For eight years, he's been an American Hockey League head coach for seven years in two different organizations, Chicago and Anaheim, that did a good job developing defense. The two of the three years that Trent Yanni was with Todd McClellan as assistant coach in San Jose, the Sharks had a top five penalty killing in the first two years and then dropped uh, into the 20s, and then Yanni left after last season. Uh, the three last three years in Anaheim, when Yanni ran the penalty killing with the uh, Ducks, they were first, fourth, and fifth. Checks all the boxes. So we'll, we'll see what happens here. Um, my guess, if you're looking for timing on this, I would think over the next two weeks. I think something you might have greater clarity in the span of the next two weeks. Again, I, I know there's some people have suggested, well, if they're taking this much time, it must be because they're considering moving out McClellan. I don't see that for a second. I could be wrong. I'm going to be honest. I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but I just do not see that. I think Todd will be the head coach. Um and I think Yanni will be, if they bring in a couple new coaches, I do, and I can't see the coaching staff staying the same after the type of year that the Oilers had, I could see Yanni being at the uh, top of the food chain for the Edmonton Oilers. So there's some thoughts. But to, again, not all of you like Dallas Akins, but it makes way too much sense in Anaheim for them not to go down a similar path than what Boston did with Bruce Cassidy. You know who else had kind of a similar path was Mike Sullivan with Pittsburgh. Think about it. NHL head coach, didn't knock it out of the park as a head coach, spent years as an assistant, went down a little farm to coach in Wilkes-Barre, and then, boom, got an opportunity. Now, he wasn't there long, but Mike Johnson, it wasn't working out for Mike Johnson. and, and so, and, But he had a handle of some of Pittsburgh's players and then transitioned some of those players and knew how to best put them in positions to succeed. And so, uh, to a lesser extent, you could say that that's been sort of a similar model as well. And so, I think there's a possibility there where you could see uh, uh, Dallas getting that opportunity and guaranteed he'll be better his second time around than the first time around because he's smart enough to learn from it because that's what smart people do. All right, enough pontificating. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins was on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. He had this to say on going to the Worlds and playing on a line with one, Connor McDavid. It'll be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, like you said, I, I've, I haven't had the chance. Just little injuries here and there and um, at the end of the season. So you got to kind of take care of those <clears throat> before you, you you don't want to re-aggravate them and stuff. So had a chance to do it this year, so definitely excited. And, um, yeah, it's pretty cool that he's kind of said that I'll well, at least start with Connor and we can uh, just kind of build off the chemistry that we found at the end of the year and hopefully uh, build build towards some for next season. And, um, a little bit different this year. Um, pretty young team, and usually it is a young team, and now all of a sudden I'm not one of the oldest, but I'm one of the older guys. So it's uh, a little bit different dynamic for me, but I'm, uh, as compared to when I was 18 and I was just uh, the youngest guy out there. So it's, it's going to be fun, and I know most of the guys going, and 
to be reunited with some of them. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And, um, and just cool experience to get to see a part of the world that you normally wouldn't be able to see as well. All right, that's Ryan Nugent Hopkins from his edition on Oilers, uh, his uh, parents in Oilers now yesterday. Here's what we're going to do. It's 1222 in Edmonton, Texas at 630, 630. Tweet us at Oilers now. Uh, we'll get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing when we return. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. Welcome back everybody. It is 125 at Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Let's get to it. It's NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Game 7 tonight. Toronto and Boston. Dan Heinen draws back in for the Bruins. Mike Babcock won't say if Leo Komarov is in or not for the Leafs. Here's Austin Matthews on tonight's game. That's exciting. I mean, these are the, the games you kind of dream about. You watch a lot of them as a kid, so uh, you get to experience it now. And, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's always a battle. It's not going to be a lot of space out there. It's been that way the whole series. But obviously this is uh, one game. Winner moves on. So uh, we don't want to see our season end, and neither do they. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tight one. Mitch Marner added these comments on the key to winning Game 7 for Toronto. Uh, it's, I mean, it's high. Um, obviously, uh, for the whole season, for these moments. So it's uh, it's exciting. We're going to make sure that we come ready to play. Uh, it's being smart. Uh, when they get in our zone, I think we just got to stay calm, talk to each other, help each other out. That's going to be uh, it's going to be very important in the first 10. Obviously, this building is going to be loud. We know that. Uh, like I said, we got to make sure we're talking to each other, helping each other out. Game time, 5.30 tonight. Craig Simpson coming up from NHL Hockey and Rogers to start and discuss that uh, matchup as well as Hacks with Hags, Joe Haggerty. Round two starts tomorrow night. We'll have our uh, playoff predictions. Brennan Ulrich, by the way, is 7-0 and through uh, the first seven series. Reed Wilkins, 2-5. and I got the Leafs and you got the Leafs, right? I want yes, Boston, just for the record, if anybody hasn't figured this out, I want Boston to win. But I got the Leafs. I think Toronto's going to get it. I had them at the start of the series. I had the Leafs in six, so I'm going to be wrong. You had the Leafs in seven. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. Tell you. Freddie Anderson playing good right now. That's a big difference. Could be the X factor. Pittsburgh Penguins at the Washington Capitals. Malkin and Hagelin are both going to miss game one for the Pens. Burakoski out for the Caps. He's considered week to week. Well, Jenny Malkin. He's been the X factor in this matchup over the last several years. Right? to my ears. There you go. He is traveling to Washington, though. I bet you he plays game two. Hagelin is not traveling to Washington. He might be out for a while. Okay. Uh, San Jose Sharks at the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow night as well. Joe Thornton out for the Sharks. Western Hockey League playoffs last night. Lethbridge beats Swift Current 5-1. Swift leads that series two games to one. Game four tonight in Lethbridge. Uh, Glenn Godden, who was signed by the Calgary Flames, the uh, I think he was the leading scorer overall this year in the Western Hockey League, out. Did not play. Uh, last night got hurt in game two. 
and Artem Manulin, a defenseman. Good uh, right shot, puck moving D-man. Number two, man, uh, two D-man out for Swift Current as well. Lethbridge is quite healthy. Swift Current uh, paying the price for the... Remember, Lethbridge came in ninth in the conference but made the playoffs. And Swift Current ended up having to play Red Deer who was third in the Eastern Conference during the regular season, and Musha, who was first, beat them both in seven. And I think they're a little bit gassed. Uh, as for the Western Conference, Everett up uh, 2-1 over Tri-City. Game four goes tomorrow night in Tri-City. There you go. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bella. When we come back, we'll talk to Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers. <laughs> 